Welcome. Good evening. Good evening. <laughs> Welcome to Pushing Boundaries with TNA. I'm T. And I'm A. And we're just going over some sound stuff. <laughs> yeah. So tonight we are talking about a really interesting article we read, and we've got a roundtable discussion with some great guests. We do. We, If you recall in our last episode, we talked about the documentary coming out that's called Monogamish, and we found a really interesting blog that came out on their website, um, mangu.tv, and you can check it out there. But uh, this man, who's Fabrizio Chiesa, wrote, he's been studying Buddhism for like decades, and so he wrote this really interesting article about Well, he had watched some of Monogamish or their trailer, right. and of course, naturally, it engaged him in this conversation about, you know, does, can monogamy exist? You know, sorry, of course monogamy exists. <laughs> um, can, can an Helpfully. polyamory, <laughs> can it work an is open the relationship, right, can it work? And if it doesn't, then what's the alternative? And right. does and the, it, you know, is the alternative healthy as well? Right. And also, like, a greater discussion of what it really means to love and how, how do relationships work and partnerships work in general. So, so anyway, it brought up some really interesting points that I'm really excited to be chatting about and throwing around the table. So yeah. it's called A Buddhist Insights, Sustaining Love in Relationships. Yes. I read it and I, I've been thinking a lot about it since I read the article. Yeah. And you brought it to me and I like read it and I'm like, yeah, like yeah. this is like it's put into words. So many things I've it's stirred up a lot I, from when I from my past relationship. Sorry, yeah. a, did I cut you off? No, 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 it's okay. <laughs> Were you gonna I'm used to it? <laughs> <laughs> I'll cut you off when I won't. <laughs> oh, damn. No, I, I, I don't remember what I was gonna go ahead. Oh, well. So anyway, so it brought up your past relationship. Yeah, just just a lot of um, co- the, the conflicts that we did have and why, and it made me reflect on that and how maybe I could have handled it better, <laughs> frankly. Yeah. Um, I'm not quite an enlightened being yet, but then again, are any of us? No, no, none of us are. But I think it did, like, I'm always like, push, 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 do something different, learn. And I think I can be, like, on the harder, like, more gnarlier. Oh, a little dogmatic un- about it. Not dogmatic, just like... A little tough love, you know, and my, my bride had this conversation with my brother recently. He's like, you know, you just need to, it's okay to like, you know, not be learning all the time and just to relax. And sometimes <laughs> people just need a little like, you know, some, some tender, soft, compassionate love. And I'm like, but then you're not learning. <laughs> anyway. Although in a weird way, you, you were do. learning something new It was there. a totally revolutionary thing. Yeah, so anyway, your brother so was I, really, I, I feel like I need to learn life. that as well. It changed my life. It was good. I had a visitor in town who was teaching me that as a well. A visitor. Yes. Who was teaching you. Of a romantic variety. Compassion and. and yes. Well, you know, slowing down and just sort of enjoying instead of always being, you know, this Orgasm-centered? <laughs> no, well, yeah. Goal-oriented. <laughs> <laughs> an ongoing theme of the show. I still believe that it's good to reach the orgasm, just I like know. I would want to finish know. a project. But anyway, um, so let's introduce our guests. Yes, let's. So tonight with us, we have we have two fabulous gentlemen who are joining our female perspective. We have Lucky Moore, which is a fabulous name, and there's a story so behind that. More directly into the mic, eh? I, I know. Can give you hear a, me? Give okay? the mic a little I can't more hear. Love. Yeah. Yeah, am I on? Can you hear me? I think Johnny would, yeah. Because I can't, okay, there. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Anyway, so we have Lucky Moore with us, and he is the creator of a web series called Fuck I Love You, which is, I I think that's perfect words, because I say that to my partner all the time, like, fuck, I love you. Really? It can mean so many different things. Yes, you could say it so many, that's why. (laughs) Exactly. Because you say it so many different, you could say it frustrated, happy, sad, angry, so many different ways that you can say that phrase, and yeah. that's why I picked that. Perfect. Yeah, yeah I don't think I've ever said it, but I really? think if I did, I oh. would say it frustratedly. <laughs> yeah. Frustratedly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I deliver a, like, fuck, I love you. <laughs> you know, like, oh, I'm in this trap. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah, no, there's... But I don't know, I'm thinking of a foreigner when I... I'm thinking about this, so maybe it translates differently to him. Oh, no, I can understand saying it. I understand how I can see you, A, saying it in a very positive way. Yeah. That's like your nature. It's a personality thing. I've said it in both ways. Like in a joyous, yeah, you cuss positive. Fuck, I love you. (laughs) I cuss positive. (laughs) I bring bubbly to fuck. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, you do. That's a great motto. That's A's tagline. (laughs) Um, So we can find Lucky's work at f i love you dot com yes yes and uh it looks Isn't great it just, it's i love you like the letter oh, you? sorry i love yeah. you the letter you yeah. yeah okay dot com 
Um, so Lucky will be uh, chiming in and telling all of his wonderful thoughts on all this. And yes. then um, we also have Sean Block with us, who is a really talented Israeli-American filmmaker. Um, you can find, well, his work's all over YouTube and Vimeo and all that. He's got over two million hits yeah. on all your work. Well, for specifically the film The Milky Way. The Milky Way. Short mm. film The Milky Way. YouTube. Yeah, check it out. Um, certainly delving into relationships. Yeah. Father-son dynamic. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if you want to mention what it's... Oh, it's about a, a young boy trying to seduce his father's one-night stand and turn her into his mother. Oh. Exactly. And Lucky, oh. Fuck I Love You. Fuck Get I Love our... You is a relationship dramedy. It's uh, it's uh, based around uh, a family, the Winstons. I play a black conservative um, politician I'm married to a white liberal wife. I was adopted into a white uh, rich family. And I have a white brother who is an out-of-a-work actor who just parties and gets crazy all the time. Wow. Now, is this autobiographical? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> everything is. Every, everything Ultimately. is. So, somewhere along the line, the truth lies within all of that. Did that mean you tried to seduce your father's when I stand? <laughs> Sean? Um, my, my, when I asked my father what, how he would have reacted to that, he, he said he would have given me his blessing. Uh, so. Oh, <laughs> that's so sweet. Like, yeah. yeah. He's like, go ahead. He's like, I'm not going to compete with you, son. Yeah, no, but sure. That's very I, grown I, up. But I, yeah, when he threw them away, I kept them. I kept them closer. Really? And yeah. you're, well, so yeah, like you grew up well, with I a tried. single father. Yeah. And yeah. That's but. funny. No, it's not. I actually, I had the same thing growing up. I had, my mom had one boyfriend. I still, we still talk about him. We'll be like, oh, we just loved him so much. <laughs> God, it's so interesting. My parents were both married, so I never had that experience. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. You have your huh. favorites. And then all of a sudden they're gone and you're like, what? When do we go to the movies again with them? <laughs> you know, and you're like, are you guys going to work it out? I mean, come on. You can't break up with that guy. Yeah, you're like, I, I need had, him around. had such great Christmas presents. <laughs> you know, yeah, we had one great boyfriend who we carved eggs with at Easter, and he taught us how to, like, etch into the egg with a knife, like a blade. Oh, cool. And then you would dye the egg, and you could see uh. the thing that you had been etching. Right. Mm. You know, like so, a wood block carving So he was the almost. Easter boyfriend. So it's kind of cool because yeah. the Easter boyfriend. He was. boyfriend of Easter. He also taught us how to Easter. count in German. Uh, <laughs> so that's really? kind of cool though. Because you, so you, yeah, you, you had like all these different things. fatherly influences. So it's kind of like. Actually, as this, we're talking about it, it makes me think about my comfort with an open relationship. How easily having I all these men of, around? Yeah, I, I did. I kind of grew up with uh, you know revolving that door. Reminds me of why I'm so comfortable with housekeepers because I just had them on rotation, <laughs> like thirty. <laughs> I, had to, you know, I had a lot of withdrawal from like variety Aww. of Thai, Trinidadian. You had a lot of different nannies growing up. Indian, Filipino, I the United Nations of housekeepers was. In my house. I would say you're very culturally open. I'm open. That's a unique a number, experience. number of aspects. Oh, yes. really? <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll see about that. Yeah. Not as much as you lovely ladies, but. Well, th- which brings into point, let's, I think, T, let's talk about your experience and my experience briefly with, I guess, monogamy and non-monogamy. Right. Well, if you, yes, yeah, I was monogamous until I wasn't. <laughs> um, well, if you listen and to there's you know, no Grace, going you, back. You did, you did say when you introduced the idea of monogamy, you said, well, I don't know if it can exist. Uh, so there was you, a Freudian it's an alien, slip. Yeah. Oh, it's like the Easter bunny. Alien idea for heard you. stories. I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> it's this it's mythical like concept. <laughs> I have heard of it. I have seen married couples it's kind, it's that like It's unfortunate you weren't a Mormon man. That's so funny that's maybe so i'll still become weird. a mormon man yeah. <laughs> <laughs> present day anything's possible i was just talking about that today with uh friends and we were talking about monogamy and it's like i have friends who who can be emotionally monogamous right you know uh, but when it comes to the physical aspect of it that's just not i was accused of the exact opposite that's just by not my gonna last happen. girlfriend really emotionally Polygamous, promiscuous, promiscuous, <laughs> yeah. and that—that that was worse. That was worse than cheating yeah. physically with 
a hundred women. Yeah, it depends on the ex-husband. yeah, it depends on the individual. It's so complicated, though. I mean, to be honest, I I'm not um, a big one night stander. I mean, mm-hmm. has it happened? Sure, but I'm a one night hand stander. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like usually I have some sort of connection that's really you know bonding right. me. Or there's me too. A, whatever that reason for exploring a sexual you know connection is spark yeah um but i guess i'm saying you know so so i feel like it almost goes in tandem i mean it's if i'm having a sexual connection it's usually because there is an emotional intrigue i mean at varying levels right i mean i you know i don't know are you you know is that where do you draw the line with best friends versus you know a relationship connection connection. i mean i've definitely had jealousy with best friends when i got into a relationship Right. That was, you know, once I, I went from being never committed to monogamous, the close friends felt very frustrated. Wait, really? Wait, when Mono- you were monogamous in your relationship, your friends? No, you wait, lose what? your I'm friends right. you because you gain a lover right. and then they're like, the friends are like, you're cheating on me because you're not with me. You never oh, have time. Well, you're yeah, not, you don't have happens. much time. Yeah, you don't have time yeah. for Well, that's because right, you, right. your friends well, are lonely. <laughs> and you know, and they're jealous of you stripping. <laughs> and they're, and they're just bored all the time. <laughs> they need to get something to do. Yeah, but that <laughs> usually happens. I mean, yeah. it's yeah. very Normal. selfish. I think nothing is more selfish part. than falling in love with somebody. No, no, no. no. Who I'm falls saying the friends. You. The friends are being selfish. <laughs> Although interesting perspective, no, you create Sean. nothing when one when those two trains you know like meet and then dance with each other. You're. Um, the world is blocked out. You don't want to be with anybody else, and everybody hates you. And they, yeah, they but why want does everyone else need to hate time. you? That's so. I don't know if it's a selfish exactly. thing. If I was a if no, my, my everybody dear... hates you because. And then the couples are the couples who are you know who you were hanging out with before. They're like, oh, you're in the honeymoon phase. Just wait. I can't <laughs> wait till you get out of that honeymoon phase. Uh, well, everybody, because it's they, nobody believes that that honeymoon phase. It doesn't. It's a phase. It, it is a phase. It doesn't last. For me, it's just the simple point of change. Nobody really likes it. Exactly. So yeah. once you're used to just hanging out and being with someone on a, you know, a weekly basis or whatever, and all of a sudden that's yanked f- from you because of a new relationship that's happening with that friend, it's a change. You, 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 and some people don't like change. Well, well it's, it's because... Like, oh, it's, now I got yeah, to find it, something else to do because this asshole... Right, more than change. But, yeah, you're like, but it's so, this better be serious. But yeah. it's, so, it's so selfish, though, is what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like, well, it my is. need isn't being filled anymore by you, right. so, you know, F you for messing up my life it's like yeah but your friend just fell in love and is going well, off and having this so adventure like normally that. you're you're well, together because you're positive. sharing complaints you're yeah. sharing complaints about you know how awful it is to either be with somebody you're not in love with or when you're going to find the person that you're in love with and and then you know suddenly you, you mean with your friend yeah with your friend and then suddenly you <laughs> just you know you so sean you're you you justify the angry this friend. is not justifiable at all i'm just but saying there, there, but there's i think everybody is selfish and everybody is full of it i'm just describing the situation Wait, but no, no, that is not true. There are people who, for sure, take an evolved approach and say, "No, peace be with you, blessing, and I'll be here when you're when you're ready to come back out." Most people are uncomfortable with love. They're uncomfortable with displays of love. You know, your parents are kissing in front of you, and and uh, you say, "Ew, you know, I don't want to see that." And you know, yeah, but this brings us to our article, which is which discusses this whole idea of selfishness, and you know. If you, you know, the difference between sort of an enlightened being and, an, and a more enlightened way of being in a relationship versus the more selfish version. It does. Where you're, but let's, you know, you have wants and needs that you're projecting onto your partner. Well, let's start at the top. Okay. Okay. So you don't want, all right. What? what, what? Well, well, and maybe we'll get to it. But one of my large questions is, can we actually move away from the selfish? You know, is, For fucking is sure this we can. enlightened idea, Do we you know, want lofty? To? talk look i i feel like for me okay well, who's we're talking selfish about the friends or or the people no, in love now we're talking yes. about but, being both. Yeah, well, both. Both. but both but the people but we're ahead. talking about just the being and like the idea of getting into relationships are you doing it in a more selfless way or is a re- is getting into a relationship and your needs you know are you always meeting a selfish desire a selfish need right I mean, can it can it exist not selfishly if you are, no, sense. It, uh, lo- love start. It has to start off. You basically uniting because you both share the same ideals and you know attraction and the world. Or it, you're showing each other it. new things. So in it, a way, you're selfishly drawn to the person, but you're sharing. You're teaching each other things. Sometimes. Well, but it is like the point is it, it begins as a 
an uh, acceptance of sharing the same kind of tunnel vision. So it has to begin like that. It, do, it can't even blossom if it's, you know, uh, if no, it's not but selfish. But what does that have to do with selfishness, though? Because I'm it's, the point is, you create your own little world. Then the oh. world opens up. You, I don't think... No, I get it. You're talking about the incubation period, I mean, where you're, like, incubating your bond. Exactly. And, the you know. I, exactly. So yeah, the, that's another question. I think question. you don't always see eye to eye, though. Sometimes you have a teacher kind but, of lover. Yeah, but I don't think, I don't think, we're, ta- I don't we're, think not, we're on the same page. All right, A, you lead the show. You wanted to start at the top. I did, but but let me just, well, I'm just saying you said, is it possible to be selfless and whatever? I'll just say briefly my experience and, and teach yeah, just please. so that our, everyone knows. So you've had some, you had, you have had monogamous relationships, right? Yes. And you have also had non-monogamous yes. the past, what, five years? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would say it was on the table. Was, we had the option to do it. I, we had phases of the long-term relationship that were not uh, that were monogamous, and then right. we would kind of open Explore it up, and then and maybe come back to monogamy, and then we opened it up again. Right. Okay. And now we are on a hiatus. <laughs> which, which, which I want to defend you because that doesn't mean, oh shit, that doesn't work. Right. It just, it, you know, it's like the this whatever the um, marriage counselor who's getting a divorce. That doesn't negate right. anything that they're no, sharing yeah, I mean, with it their did, experience. It did work uh, for a good long for, while. Right. Yeah, we had a really positive experience with it. At different times. Right. Anyway. And you learned a lot from it. And I did learn a lot. Okay. And then my experience is uh, I've, I'm like dog Scorpio astrologically. So I'm extremely loyal. Don't need you to break that down. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning, uh, it's like, like, think of a dog, right? You're like, they're your you're, you're companion. You're loyal so, until you sting them. Right. Oh, the story about, isn't it the frog no, it means and the I'm scorpion just... at the river? Yes, yes, whatever. <laughs> just, you know, forget all of that, okay? But um, we're not as bad as, as we all look, seeing uh-huh. the scorpion. We'll forget it until we feel that sting. Have I stung you, darling? No. Okay. <laughs> no, yes, no. Just wait. No, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I, what I'm saying is that most of my relationships have been more, uh, more long-term. I get comfortable in a relationship. But, you know, as I've been approaching, like I'm, I'm now past 30, just, but as I've been maturing and kind of going into a different phase and my life shifts and whatever, I have been questioning, you know, looking down at, not looking down at, but looking toward marriage and kids and all those things that may come into my life. It really makes me question all of this stuff, right? And it's like, what fuck, kind do of- I really want this in my life? Is this how, the real dynamic? I, I don't really see it working and... And then I was in a relationship that was in, um, we were in two different cities and I, I was just shifting something in me blossomed. And I was like, yeah, I feel capable of being involved with many different people. And I'd like to try that. So we did try open for like a year and a half and it was turbulent because we were both on different pages, I think. And that was a huge learning experience. And, and it, it's, I think that's I a big share part a lot about of this article. article. Yeah. Yeah. I think that'll come up in this discussion, that idea of, right. you know, is one more enlightened than the other or is one feeling different things than the other? And Right. And, and you, it was know, really interesting, that. the different issues we both had to kind of get through and, and, and all that kind of stuff. But, um, but what, what was I going to say? I lost my Did you have thought. something else to say? Yeah. Lucky. How about, how about you? What's your, um, relationship style <laughs> my relationship style well fuck i'm in love <laughs> I, I, fuck, I love you 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 you, you like oh, i like the idea of monogamy mm. uh, i i think it's a a brilliant concept con being that prefix the and, business arrangement <laughs> yeah um and for me, love, like, I've been raised that love is not a feeling. Mm. It is an action. It is what you do. If you love, then you, it, love is movement. Love is doing. You know, like, so, for me, that's how I've always done with love. And, you know, so, whenever someone says, oh, I feel I'm in love, that, that didn't mean anything Right, you know, because right, forward? right, because love up? is love is doing. It is mm. a movement. And then I've read other books. Um, one is called the the five love languages, and 
So I, I, I read that book and sort of noted. I love that book. Yeah. Noticing the different languages of love and how people speak to one another and how you can feel that disconnection from a person, which would lead to whether it's mon- uh, whether it's a emotional straying from the relationship or a physical straying from the relationship. It's because sorry, straying yeah, it or strain. Yeah, like you said strain. No, oh, oh no, straying. Straying. Okay. Yeah, oh. it's usually because the two people aren't speaking on the same level. Oh, yeah. Of 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 strain. love, the same language strain of love leads to okay, strain. Okay, we are going to take a mini break, and then we're going to come back, confirm Sean's style of <laughs> theme <laughs> of relationships. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, we'll be right back. We'll back. Tweet us at TA Sex Talk. You're listening to Pushing Boundaries with TNA. TNA, welcome back. I'm uh, T. And I'm A. And we're speaking with Lucky Moore and Sean Block. And we are uh, about the uh, blog that came out um, from Mangu.tv, which are the folks producing Monogamish, and uh, this really interesting article about Buddhism, Buddhism's perspe- perspective on love and monogamy and relationships and uh, how it all comes together. And uh, we wanted to talk with these interesting young men. Yeah, uh, just to quickly recap, Lucky has a web series called Fuck I Love You, and Sean is a filmmaker. Um, Check out his film The Milky Way, which is also about relationships on YouTube. So Lucky was just saying that he was raised with uh, love is an action, not a feeling, and I I think that's beautiful. I wish I was raised that way. Yeah, and (laughs) referencing, I know. Took me many years to learn that one. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like I wasn't raised with much um, understanding of it. Yeah not much of a discussion about mm-hmm. it. Um, more just seeing maybe the, I think, you know, there was a generosity of love, I think. Um, but yeah, maybe and having to define it for myself. Right. And Sean, so uh, it, do you have experience with non-monogamy or are you, have you typically been in monogamous dynamics? Um, or yes. what's your perspective? Do you wish monogamy well, does or doesn't I have work? This, or no, do I've, have I've, I haven't had a serious relationship that lasted more than a, year and a half so i can only i I imagine i've been told that also that's the breaking point uh if you're you know if it's working if you're going to commit something you know it'll last a year and a half or or not um i do have these you know thoughts where do you know the concept of the seven-year itch and you know um i don't you know it's what, what i think is you know love is like being in paris if you don't leave every so often. You forget that you're in the most beautiful city in the world. Hmm. So, you know, you need to step step out somehow. Does that mean that you you need to step into somebody else in order to step <laughs> out? I mean, you need to completely be away. So, you need to disconnect in order to reconnect for sure. Otherwise, you're you're gonna you're gonna be drowning, you know, with each other. Uh, I don't know. So if maybe you've... maybe it could be a vacation. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know if you need an intercourse <laughs> like, vacation. Right. But no, I'm, you know, I would think so. I how mean, about separate lives? Just you know. No, I think you don't. Uh, you know, there's this other saying: you know, out of out of sight, out of love. I mean, I do believe that there is some truth in that. Of course, I would love to, you know, uh, interview blind people in love. I haven't, you know, done that. But the the point <laughs> the point is. Um, I haven't had a chance to have such a long-term relationship where, you know, I really put it to the test, but uh, I really have grown up hard-pressed to see, you know, couples, you know, parents of my friends and not think or actually meet their mistresses and lovers. Um, 
who would like come to our house, especially mm-hmm. since we were three men usually, me, my father, and my brother. So I know all the mistresses. They felt know, comfortable. Of my friends, yeah. Bringing them parents, to your nest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the non-judgmental house. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Great. So, so we all come from kind of different backgrounds and all this stuff. So let's dive into this. Uh, there's a couple uh, points I wanted to start with and run past you guys and see what you think. So this is, again... I disagree. (laughs) (laughs) Again, this is the blog. Overruled. It it was written by Fabrizio Chiesa, who is a filmmaker, and uh, he wrote a very eloquent blog that you can find on mangu.tv. And he's been studying Zen Buddhism for decades. And, you know, he's a normal person practicing... Zen Buddhism. Also I, a he, filmmaker, photographer. Sure, primarily. what I'm saying is like he's, it's not like he's a Zen monk, monk Zen or monk. master or anything, but he's a normal person in the Western world. And and I I've studied for about ten years. That doesn't mean anything at all. But when I read his stuff, it really like I'm like wow, this is really logical and well thought out. And I feel like you know he has some experience in this stuff. So anyway, so Fabrizio says he says if you don't try to deeply know yourself to see how conditioned you are and how most of the time you are not really acting but just reacting. If you never trained yourself to observe your emotions and thoughts to see how compulsive and repetitive they are and you never try to unroot the negative ones, then you will never be able to have a stable and healthy relationship and monogamy will feel like a prison. Your relationship with your partner will always be conditional on how well he or she caters to your needs and wants. To me, that's just... That's just a, one line or whatever but for me i like that totally rings true and i feel like yeah obviously what's his perspective again if you never what (laughs) if you never uh if you never tried to unroot the negative if you never observe your emotions and thoughts to see how compulsive and repetitive they are Uh, and you never tried to unroot the negative ones compulsive reactions to things okay and the patterns You'll never be able to have a stable monogamy. You feel like a so. It, but he's basically saying that we all we are our natural tendency is to f- behave selfishly. Survival. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> I got. I got. If you don't know you, how can you be in a relationship with another individual? That's kind of what I am getting at. What, yeah, what I'm thinking. You know, that's. True. It, he's also c- saying well, that well, you've got to step out of here. yourself. Yeah. You've got to step out of yourself either way. In order for a relationship but to work. But the best relationship that you need to have, first of all, is the relationship with yourself. That, I just think, is just wishful thinking. What? How really? Many, yeah, because we, we because part of love also is like saving somebody else. What? Yeah. Oh, no. Sean, <laughs> I totally disagree with you. Maybe that's why. I have spent too many years saving people. <laughs> Even trying to save somebody. No, but Listen both people, both people. <laughs> no, Go I'm ahead. not talking Go about ahead, in Sean. like the ran, you know, this damsel in distress off of the rail tracks kind of way. I'm saying that even in the in the smallest sense, you're saving each other. You're saving each other from loneliness. You're saving each other from, you know, from, That's your, dangerous. Past, from no. your past relationship. That is freaking no. dangerous. Well, I think that this Buddhist philosophy would say that um, a healthier, more centered place would be that you're not coming from that perspective. I'm not of saying idea- yeah. I'm, that's idealistic. I'm it saying is. the reality is most people... No, but- Okay, but then there's the reality. But look, if the reality is many, many ugly, ugly things, so do we ever try to look beyond the reality and try to evolve out of it? Like there, there is potential beyond the reality that exists. Well, here's so a question: Can you be so happy with yourself that you actually have room for you know for abs- a relationship? Yes, that you I feel like if you're not, I feel like when you're happy with yourself, that's when your love overpours and and envelops other people can i i'm gonna read this little bit because this really resonated with me um it's in the same way that we tend to alternate moments of self-loathing with moments of self-adoration we do the same with our partners the more more so even we keep projecting on our successive partners our own frustrations and humiliations when you'll be bored with yourself you'll be bored with them and when you'll want to hurt and sabotage yourself you'll hurt them yeah i i originally moved here for music and prince had a quote and i applied this uh, with life is you get the audience you deserve. Mm-hmm. You get the audience you deserve. So wow. if you are hosting negative energy within yourself, guess what? The audience that you get, the people that you are going to attract are going to be those type of people. If you are a person who is in a selfish 
state of mind, you're going to attract other selfish people who soak up, you know, all this stuff. But if you are a person who wants to be better and is on that quest to achieve to be better, nothing doesn't mean we'd be better out all the time. Sure. You know, but, you know, like if you get to a place where you can, can shortly say like, I can spend comfortable moments with myself. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? Then you you're going to attract those other people, you know, who who are comfortable with who they are or are trying to be on that road, but you know like it, it it's all energy. Energy is energy is energy and 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 what you put out is what you're going to get back. Right. Totally. I agree with that. Um Sean? <laughs> I I think that, you know, in the realm of well, not just idealism, relationships that truly work uh, are those that begin from a, a place of individual wholeness, you know, I mean, but again, then we're talking about the fact that you will never be happy fully alone, you know, there is always an enhancement and then some, you know, something, you know, taken away, but, um, but we're not meant to, we're not meant to be alone, you know, it's the same concept that we have to step out of ourselves to even understand ourselves. So, um, yes, I mean, when we, we emit true, honest, you know, confidence, uh, we'll, we will have people attracted to that and we'll, you know, want to share that mutual, you know, confidence and, and grow even bigger. Um, yeah, I mean, that f- is the, you know, that is the idealistic, uh, goal. It just doesn't always happen like that. <laughs> Let me point the, it, uh, well, no, I, I just think that Sean, you're hitting on, you know, this article, he does talk more about, you know, the real purpose of marriage and family. And I, I feel like you're hitting on something that I think a lot about as well, which is, I, I agree. I don't think we're meant to be alone. And I think especially like in our culture today, like a lot of us live in our own apartments, like live by ourselves. But I community, do think community though, is different than a need based I fill your hole, you'll fill my hole kind of dynamic. I, and I feel everything, like... Everything is, uh, you know, it's like a salad. It's it's a balance of everything. I mean, you're never going to find the most successful person that doesn't feel like they need something filled. But But can you imagine a situation, well... See, because even in your most successful self, you want to share... I mean, even if it's about sharing experiences, and most of the time it is, especially after you're established... You know. Well, here's the thing. Okay, you're so talking here's about career though, not just about, success and no. balancing yourself. Every, everything. I mean, what what? It's a different. That's a different subject. I mean, you're asking. If, right. You, you know what? Let okay, me let me ahead. point the direction in a certain in a certain way. One thing for me is that I feel like my bug with relationships uh, are that is that I feel like most the majority of them, and this was certainly the case for me, and, and I really started looking at that, was that they come from fear. I think a lot of our motivations for getting involved with someone or for putting limitations on someone or for creating structures around the relationship is a lot of times based out of fear. Afraid you're going to leave me. Afraid I'm not going to get begin, what I need. It doesn't begin Hold with on a fear, second. does it? Hold on a second. Does it? I'm afraid of being alone would be the ultimate fear. I'm afraid no one loves me. I'm afraid of not being a valuable person. I'm afraid of not having anything to offer. I'm afraid of... Um, I don't know. I'm afraid of all these things. That was a good list. That was solid. Right? Those are solid (laughs) fears, I think. You have to keep going. So (laughs) I guess guess my thing is, uh, like, I think without being conscious and aware of what we're doing and looking at our compulsions and our behaviors, like, those can be our motivations toward behavior and toward relationships and our behavior in relationships. And those, that's what needs to be looked at. And I feel like... I feel like, I guess in terms of monogamy and non-monogamy, I guess if we're looking at that angle, like you certainly can't, I don't know. Well, I don't think you can have a functional relationship, honestly, if you're coming from fear. I mean, I think that's where all these conflicts come in because then you're constantly worried that you're not going to get what you need. Yeah, I found that fear is going to do two things to two things to an individual. It's either going to propel that person or it's going to stall that person right and so if you have those fears of of those things you can that's you you have to make a conscious decision 
to fight through that fear, mm-hmm. to face that fear and go through with it or let it stall you. Right. Let it let it, you know, keep you in that position. And then that's when yeah. the selfish need to to get into unhealthy relationships will happen. You know. Mm. Yeah, and, and I guess that's my question is can you really love someone if you're afraid for yourself? Like mm. if you're afraid of not getting what you need or what you think you need or what you think you want, can you really love someone? Well, not I all, don't think so. Because everything you need is not every because everything you want is not necessarily everything that you it's need. It's still about True. you know, it's still action reaction. I mean, either way you're not going into a relationship without ghosts. And yeah. you know, the ghosts of your past relationships and, and most of the initial attraction to some, I mean, there is the biological attraction, there is, you know, the personality attraction, and then there's also the the attraction either, you know, somebody is negating uh, or or complimenting your, you know, your previous love. Uh, yes, but he does mention that it's the whole, the practice of, I think Buddhism in general is sort of looking at these action reaction, the programming that's going on within us and really examining those compulsions and behaviors and questioning them. Well, the successful relationship is, I mean, yeah, one in which you're already come to terms with the love that you had and, you know, there's a forgiveness there and there's desire to move on. But how how often do we we begin as blank slates? So there's, there has to, you know, there's, there's, the two trains or you know uh like waterfalls just like colliding and you know and and everything is like glorious until until like the water start to settle and then you start to you know see the reflections of of everything else so either way you have to you have to accept you know you have to accept the other person and the other person has to accept their past and you know and where they are and um, i i do feel like there have been times recognize where that i don't know what my fears are until maybe i'm already you know neck deep in the water or whatever you want to say and you're going <laughs> yeah, oh, most people aren't because the I beginning is the blindness the, the beginning well, right. is the tunnel of love you that's know that's what i and but i also do i do feel like every relationship that i've had after the last one has brought me to more clarity and has built on it um in a positive way like that there has been growth in myself um and that when i've left a relationship i'm looking at it going okay these were my mistakes and vice you know and vice versa you know and two to tango but you know so what am i trying to angle myself towards what kind of life do i really want and how do i continue to get closer to that I th- I th- right. I think just just to say something, you know, it all boils down to simplicity. Any any successful relationship, if it can be boiled down to simplicity, will will continue um, right. happily. When I read this article, it did make me feel like it was talking about how monogamy can work in a way. Like it's it it's not saying it's not promoting it. I think the article sort of, you know, the author is sort of saying. Well, he says there's no absolute answer. Right. But this did, you know, this did remind me of kind of the purity of being centered and maybe, maybe you and your partner fall off center, if you will, whatever that means, even if it's another lover or different stresses and fears in life, because new fears come up all the time, right? So do you walk away or do you, do you stay and say, we're going to walk through this darkness together until the light comes up again? If you're not walking together, then you're just not together. I mean, otherwise you're... I mean, you can dance with somebody else for 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 a night, but you have to. I mean, you have to. Yeah, and that was and touched on. It was touched on the like he says he talks about how, I, and I agree with this that relationships can be you can learn so much from them, and they can be such incredible teachers. Like, especially if it's someone that you're really compatible with, and you you're going through those changes together and walking that walk honestly together, and and there is that mutual reflection happening for both of you within the relationship that it can be really deeply spiritually and whatever rewarding. And I I agree with that. And, and I I do wonder, and I have wondered this for myself too, if the draw toward non-monogamy was an avoidance of that growth or avoidance of that discomfort that being, 
you know, with one person would bring? Good question. Mm -hmm. I'll have a lot to say about that because of my recent experiences. (laughs) Um, We're going to take a short break and we will be right back. This is Pushing Boundaries with TNA. I'm T. And I'm A. Tweet us at TA Sex Talk. I had something in my heart and in your eyes. Tell me he's not someone just passing by. And when you cleared your throat, was that your cue? That gummeter, who is he and what is a he to you? Listening to Pushing Boundaries with TNA. I'm T. And I'm A. And we're here with Lucky Moore and Sean Block. Lucky Moore has a web series called Fuck I Love You. Sean Block, a filmmaker with a short that has 2.5 million views on YouTube Ooh. called The Milky Way. We actually did a short together called Sweet 13, also dealing with relationships and love, <laughs> as they always are, right? That's movie making, art, all this. Um, yeah, and the song we just listened to, a man actually emailed me once. <laughs> a man actually emailed you? Oh, yeah. he emailed me the song. Yeah, uh, I think he was trying to send a message. Man or was he, he digitally really? you. <laughs> he emailed you that song? He did. <laughs> was it the, not the You're So Vain song? No. Um, that one? Bill Withers. Not a, what, what's the title? It's not enough, too much for one man, but not enough for something like this too much for one man not enough for two who is he what is he yeah who is he and what is he to you that's the name that's hilarious i know i know but but it dawned on me that this song was relevant because of the art of what we're discussing which is this you know put that on a mixtape which is this issue of finding uh you know your center and selfless love and you know the more buddhist approach towards you know i don't know yeah we're talking about a blog that was written by fabrizio chiesa on the mango.tv website which is the people uh producing monogamish which is a new documentary so it was re- it was a really interesting article about buddhism's perspective on love he's a practicing buddhism for many decades a buddhist insight sustaining love and relationships and so so there's a few points he mentions i'll just we try to get through them and then we get sidetracked and blah, blah, blah. Oh, go for it so I. the so one is um the less egocentric you become, the more generous and kind your love becomes, and the more you want to allow your partner to be fulfilled in any way, including perhaps sexually. Yeah, and it, yeah. And what's interesting is the article does offer that. Again, it's I liked what you said about that. It's there's no absolutes, right? It's always sort of a sliding scale. It's somewhere in between, and so there is a sort of selflessness where you would be comfortable with your partner sharing their sexual self with another person. Well, I feel like my. Exp- what? Yeah, I feel like for I'll look. I'll tell you my experience. My ex- I feel far like you have to be in the relationship to be comfortable with your partner sharing herself or himself with somebody else. Well, I've been comfortable. How look, far okay, into so let me. It doesn't freaking matter. Let me tell you the reason. <laughs> the riled. thing that does matter. Okay. The thing that does matter is my intention for my partner. Okay, because my intention, my attention was not on myself and what I would be suffering or like, oh, is this girl going to be better than me or anything? It was genuinely, wow, I want my, and I I brought this to him. And and we were going to be living in different cities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and I'm like, look, I want you to be happy. I want you to enjoy your life. I will not be here. (laughs) It started as different cities. And then even in the same cities, it was like I became, I was totally okay with it. And I, I mean, not, I'm still learning, but my point is that it was for the betterment of my, it was for my partner's quality of life. And I was like, look, I want you to be happy. I want you to enjoy your life on earth. Who the hell am I to put limitations on what you can and cannot do and can and cannot experience? And 
I felt like like life is short. Well, you know? I will say with my with my pursuing open relationships, it did start with my partner traveling a lot for work. So there was a lot of downtime <laughs> uh, on our respective well, ends. There needed to be a lot of downtime. <laughs> yeah, well, no, there was, and I I found it very difficult to withstand that kind of um, separation. Alone time. Alone time. Yeah, I mean, it was. Um, but I found even physically, almost biologically, I mean, now maybe in hindsight, there are things where I'd say, okay, maybe I'd do it differently or um, reflect on my motivations for it. But I, at the time, I did feel motivated for the right reasons. I felt like it was um, looking for some sort of play, but not committing to another person. I very much loved my partner, wanted to still have this relationship, um, but have a dalliance here and there, if you will. But sure. but to um, feel touch, you know, and, and to feel connection. Uh, but I, I wanted to say that there's... I, I never felt like, I, I do remember my partner at some point expressing a fear of like, well, are you going to, you know, what if you have sex with someone and it's like better, you know, or, or you're, <laughs> right. You know, or you're going to like them better. Or you're going to fall in love with them. Right. And, and I, I found that that wasn't the case actually, and uh, that there was, there could be really unique experiences that I would have, or I'd learn something new, but it never diluted the positive experiences I was having with my partner and, and the, and the sexual connection, because ultimately when I'm having good sex, it's because there's a deeper emotional connection happening as well. Um, yeah. Or what, in whatever that means, well, like a, a kind of just being very connected and very responsive to each other, very, you know, listening in that sense, a positive way of being reactive. Well, I think it's a right? choice. Active and reactive. A commitment is a choice. And I think if you're choosing to be committed to your one time, your main partner, it's like... Sure. This is about putting, you know, establishing longevity in a relationship. That's what I'm saying. When you start to fall in love with somebody, you don't think this is this is the person I could be with that w- would allow me to be with a lot of other people. I mean, maybe mm. for those people, I mean, you're like, oh, I can be so open with this person unless you're like meeting each other in an orgy. You know, no, but, even but if you, I, I but don't think is, I'm that. not talking about it. So in such a binary way, I think it's like you have a connection with someone. And yeah. maybe there's an occasional person you meet that there's a strong connection and curiosity. Uh, what, and yeah, so you Yeah, but what I'm saying more. is what establishes when you meet somebody and, like, you fall for them and you fall for each other, it's just about the two of you. You're not – I mean – Right. If that's, if that's really love, it's that, if that's really passion, you know, the world evaporates. So it is just the two of you. Everything else is about maintaining, you know, the relationship and the humanity of people – but I mean that is the the pure end, you know. It has to be selfish state, you know. And then afterwards, even this everything they're they're talking about here in regards to, you know, not being egocentric or you know, in order to, in order to live together, um, yeah, it's okay. you're out, you're out of the euphoria. Can I read this? This is really interesting to me, and 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 in, and honestly, did create some doubt or self reflection on my own experience. But it basically says contemporary Western society, which promotes both self affirmation and the myth of romantic love, encourages this kind of attitude. It's a consumeristic, opportunistic, ADD approach to human relationship. This is the idea of of the, the, he was talking about polyam, like what yeah. what's common in polyamory communities, which is like. Again, avoiding the facing the issues that you have to go through with your primary partner and like easily bailing and, because you've got all Dodging these other partners by around. Having distraction. Yeah. Um, romantic love is the most, but then he goes on romantic love is the most possessive, jealous, and impermanent form of love. It's also about taking care of me and my needs using someone else right. that seems to fit my fantasy. And then I did have to, you know, lately I've been reflecting on my own experiences and yeah. thinking about men that I've been attracted to. And it's like, are they a projection of something that I want rather than um, a positive, I don't know, a positive, supportive, just, you know, loving connection that isn't so much a, a projection of it. I don't know. Lucky, you look pensive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you look like you've got something juicy over there. Yeah, things are, things are rolling in there. <laughs> no, like... It's because I, I deal with this in my series and, and I've had relationships and I've heard other people, you know, uh, friends talk to me about their relationships and and and, and everybody's talked about it. And, and the one thing is in a relationship, what you want is what you want and what you want to give is acceptance. Mm. You know, like. You both. accept. Yeah, both. Yeah. You want to receive and, and you want give. to and you want to give the 
acceptance. And like you were talking when you were in your long distance relationship, yeah, you know, like you, you accepted the fact that, you know, this was something that he was going to need or that you were going to need, you know, that the physical intimacy of, 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 of what have you. So in your mind and in your heart and your spirit, that's what you accepted. So <clears throat> that what would need it, you know, to happen. And I think all I can say is from my perspective, like acceptance of your partner first, it's, it's the acceptance of yourself, knowing yourself and having your, a secure foundation. You know, like the 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 worst thing ever happened to relationships is that romantic comedy where where he said you complete me. No, God, no, I agree. No, I totally no, agree. no one completes That's that romantic you. Yeah, notion no, that he's talking. Yeah, no about. one completes you but you. You have to complete mm-hmm. yourself before anybody else can come around. Right. And so, and then it's the acceptance being with someone that you can accept. And then for me, the other thing is is know your role in the relationship define that yeah de- like define that I'll, I'll, well, that's going to change yeah. if you're going to stay together that the role no, is about no, adapting no, it, it, to me it's very <laughs> to me it's very simple um to know your role in a relationship if there are nurturers and there 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 are protectors hmm. You know, the, I usually call them givers and takers. Yeah, you know, but you <laughs> have to, and I don't mean that necessarily negatively. <laughs> like, there right. are givers, and yeah, you but can't always be the protector. Well, you just can't. let him talk. Let him talk. I just want to hear his oh, philosophy. Yeah, and so like you, you have to know the role that you are within that relationship, and not just in, even in love relationships. It's like in the my family is my mother, my sister, and I, and each of us have a role. In our in, in our family, nucleus. yeah, relationship, and 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 we know each other's role. We know what each other's strengths are. We know what each other's weaknesses are. And you accept you know, them, yeah. And we accept that that's what we are. My mother is the protector. You know, like that's her role. Like she's the 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 mother lion, and so none of us infringe on that or try to you know take that from her. You know, like that's the role that you know, that 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 she is, and oftentimes is people get into other people get into that other person's lane. <laughs> you know, like there, yeah. there's 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 an often time where like there there is um when it's in a man and woman relationship, a man doesn't allow the, the woman to feel and to be a woman. And the man, and the woman will, will sometimes not allow the man to feel like he's a man. Okay. And these are roles, you know, like the, it may sound cavemanish, <laughs> you know, or what have you or whatever. Well, it's also expression. Yeah. Could we say it that right? way? Yeah. yeah. Well, cause then we get into all kinds of gender, dy- you know, yeah. dynamics, but, but, but it's true that it's a role. It's it, a, de- a definition it, that you've yeah. decided to follow. Well, right. Feel, yeah. Self-esteem, you know, either way, if you're not appreciating somebody, then, you know, you're just, you know, you're, you're not, ex- you're just not accepting their whole selves. I mean, it's all about, you know, trying to forget that you've been together for so long. I mean, that you're as much trying to go back to the appreciation of the new. Um, but, uh, well, but, but, but I would say that, like, for example, Chiesa, what Chiesa? Is that? Chiesa. Chiesa's article <laughs> is sort of referencing this idea of, of, I feel like the going back to the new is just a, a repeating of the, that's it can be. It, more it depends on, desire. it depends on how you're, pr- how fresh, you're, whatever, how you're yeah. approaching it. If you are approaching it here from like this running perspective where you're just avoiding, um, and, and like trying to, you know, have stability, but then also have novelty again, which is from a selfish perspective, how, well, how can I satisfy my needs as opposed to how does my partner feel? What does my partner want? If my, again, that e- that, that less egocentric, um, so being less egocentered in your love yeah. approach so that you're really genuinely thinking about and open to and able to love your partner so much, uh, 
to show the love so clearly, I guess, is to let them do whatever they feel they need to do to bring happiness into their life. To grow, to continue developing. Yeah. So Lucky. it's not saying that one is not. <laughs> but I'm well, saying you. Okay. But but you. But even within that, that's all good in theory. But you. True. You can't do that yeah, to the point where you. You can't do that yeah. to the point where you are starting to sacrifice what you need this for that other person, and that's not being selfish. That's just being self-full. Well, no, I agree with that, yeah. and he, and and I and it, it, he does mention here. He's like, look, people are at different places and different understandings and different yeah. whatever. So yeah, if you're a possessive and jealous person, don't put yourself in a relationship with someone who wants openness because yeah. that's just going to be freaking tormenting right. you, and you're going to be. Uh-huh. End up like with some and crazy you, fetish. And you, can't <laughs> you know, go, like, you, and you can't be like, if you don't want them fucking other people, you can't be like, you know, oh, I'm just going to be selfless. I'm and just going to be allow them, allow them person to fuck. Yeah. If you don't want that person to fuck another person, say, I don't want you yes. fucking another person. I totally, I yeah. totally agree that like you, you yeah. can't, I don't think, you know, reaching too far beyond. Yeah. But isn't there, if this is a practice, aren't you continuing to develop and pull yourself in a direction that you should want to go into, but there isn't that part of confronting challenges and and developing? And I like your analogy a lot, Lucky, about thinking about these family roles, and it's so true. But at the same time, when I think about my own journey... Mm -hmm. I've inevitably needed to change lanes. You know, I've, I've needed to grow. I've needed to be in a new role. And I, and I think about even coming out of my past longer-term relationship. I remember um, definitely being more in a, um, you know, like a more nurtured environment, right? Mm-hmm. Like he was the nurturer and I was sort of, you know, the receiving end of that. And then when I came out, it felt so um, empowering to be a nurturer to someone else to be giving to someone else right. and, because and, I hadn't been, I had been in that other lane for so long. Right. And, and when I mean like, you know, like stay in your lane or getting to the other person, like, like there are all course, there going to be some times where the roles would have to switch or change or what have you. But when I'm saying going, going to that other person's lane, getting to that other person's role without that person giving the clearance. Right. Like, ah, I'm just taking your blinker. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? That that's when that other person is going to go like, what, what, what the what the fuck was right? You know, you're overriding. I, I, me. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, if then, somebody's doing that. They're reacting because they're sick of being in their role. You know, and there, you know, there's no communication. I mean, yeah. and that, but that at the end of the day is, you know, the secret to longevity. Uh, in, in a relationship because we're not talking about the start where it is all you know stars you know unless there's some other agenda and you know but it is appreciation communication stimulation right. and when when that is not constantly you know thrown back like a like a ping pong match uh the ball is not in play right. you know you're 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 i mean it a relationship is ping pong it's not I tennis love these analogies you know <laughs> you're not you're not helpful. You're not trying to beat the other person, win the point. You're trying to keep the ball, the relationship in play. Um, I think the thing that is most destructive to relationships really are the ghosts of the relationships. Uh, what, whether it's your your re- previous relationship with your parents or your lovers, you're somehow the other partner, you know, consciously or subconsciously, are trying to con- over trying to correct or overcompensate. And if you're not aware of that, if you're not aware how they are a reflection or you know, of the past relationship, then you will. Sean, I have a question for you. Do you feel like you have, do you feel human beings have the ability to control those? We have the ability to, the ghosts. We have the ability to control everything, but a relationship is the other person's acceptance of those ghosts as well. Okay. But hold on a second. But, uh, and I feel like the, this goes to the Buddhist, perspective of love that we've been sort of talking about all night and so what i'm saying is do you feel like it's your partner's responsibility to be in a healthy relationship it's your partner's responsibility to accept those goats ghosts or is it your responsibility (laughs) or is it your responsibility (laughs) to reflect on those uh reactions and compulsions and habits and programming i I think that uh and it is certainly grow I think you're, I mean, you're not going to have a successful relationship if you don't truly accept, 
you know, those ghosts when you go into the I new relationship. I think there's a mix, right? Isn't you it know? a mix? Because you're never going to completely eradicate your ghosts. Yeah, you can I get mean, better at it, but you're going to be aware of you what your hot to, buttons are and your partner has to also because, be okay with those yeah, as well. All, I mean, I think that's the puzzle piece. How much are you seeing the other person together? for who they are and what they are? It's what you said where you often go into a relationship, you know, seeing that this person fulfills a fantasy for you, you know, and, and you know, that's when you begin to look for you know, outside, um, support when the person you're with is no longer fantasy or, you know. True. And I think the, the center core of Buddhism is don't look outside, look inside. Right. And, and well, and trying to avoid actually the projection of the fantasy. And (laughs) anyway, Um, we are out of time. Oh, really? Yeah, I know. It's like just heating up (laughs) and then, uh, and then we got to go, but you are listening to Pushing Boundaries with TNA. We have these lovely guests, Lucky Moore of the web series, Fuck I Love You and Sean Block, the filmmaker, Israeli American filmmaker of The Milky Way and our short Sweet 13. Um, which you can find on YouTube. And you can join the conversation on Twitter, TA Sex Talk. Let us know your thoughts. And check out the blog that we're talking about at mengu.tv by Fabrizio Chiesa on the film Monogamish. Pushing boundaries with TNA. Ciao. Ciao. Ciao.